Good morning, or it's nighttime. What's morning somewhere? Good morning, everybody. What's that? You didn't do that? Yeah, I did. I had it down in the very beginning. Slide one, slide two, three. But you didn't say anything? Not yet. Huh. It's up there for everybody to see. What about our listeners? I will be. Instagram was just being turned on. Okay. <laughs> for everybody that didn't see this, Joel wants me to make sure I point out. I'll put it back up. It's our seminar schedule. We've got up. I start the show with this. And I leave it up there for about 20 seconds, and then we go to the intro. So I've been doing the show. Would you like it done differently? Yeah, I think you should talk about it. Okay. <laughs> like, just leave that thing up there. Well, people can read. So I put up our seminar slide. We have a great seminar series coming up. And the first one is in uh, Pearson, Florida. It's coming up November 4th. These are problem-solving seminars. Um, we'll get more into that uh, during the show. My name is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training. And this is the wonderful Joel. And this is the What Would Jeff Do show. It's a, oh, it's a Q&A show. And people ask their questions by typing them in. Joel will read them. And Joel lately has been answering them as well as controlling all the slides and trying to take over my keyboard and what else? Hmm. Messing with the volume. Takes total control of the show. So I'll just sit back and tell stupid jokes. A lot of the things that we talk about are uh, stopping unwanted behaviors. I'm amazed. Uh, not amazed in a bad way. Disappointingly surprised sometimes how folks are going to trainers. You mentioned this today, how trainers are charging. I mean, we charge a fair amount, but they're charging so much money and they're not even correcting unwanted behaviors, let alone training and obedience command. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's incredible. Be wary of folks with lots of credentials. Sorry. I mean, I think I can safely say that. Be wary of people with lots of credentials. There are people that out there that just literally they're, they're, they they collect letters. They honestly do. They collect yeah. letters. Like why? Why do you need to be certified a certified dog trainer by five different organizations? Why? Did you learn something totally new from each organization? Like most of it's not even like practical application. No, but it's but it's, but it's, it's just learning through like books. But it's but it's not it's not like yep I, I got odor detection and I got you know what I mean it's like I, it's like new skills yeah it's not it's just the rehash stuff so why do you need that unless your ego states I need to have more letters after my name than that are actually even in the alphabet because you can mm -hmm. you can actually acquire that you can you can acquire more than twenty six letters after your name. All these CPDT slash KA, and then the that's just one, and then the next one, and then the next one, and then the next one. Mm -hmm. Sorry, be wary of people with lots of letters after their name. I would put any trainer that isn't certified, not any trainer, but I can think of a hundred of them that can easily just out-train them. And if we're, and this isn't a competition, but it is a competition because we're playing with the lives of people's dogs. Mm -hmm. And it's just amazing. It's the point now where it's like people care more about their ego, the trainer's ego, they care more about their ego than actually helping clients. 
And I don't, what does this have to do with this show? It has a lot to do with the show because we want to educate humans. You don't have to hire us. Most of the people that listen to the show will never hire us. But people have got to be aware of what is going on in the dog world out there. And there are people out there that just do not have your or your dog's best interest. They just don't. And it's incredible. And I'm sorry, but this is a results-oriented business. It's just a really easy way to determine who's good and who's not good. Here's a leash. Show me. Mm. And how do you get that? Lots of videos up. And ask people, like people have been point blank, why don't you put videos up of the dogs working? Well, they're, 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 they look, you know, I don't want to film them when they're a little bit stressed because that's disrespectful to them disrespectful to them they're freaking walking around with no clothes you're, you're fucking taking videos of naked dogs we're disrespectful no and first of all why are they nervous i thought they weren't nervous with when you train them i thought only we made dogs nervous i mean it's ridiculous because the, the public needs this information the public is lost mm -hmm. they, they don't know what to do they're looking for help they're looking for guidance they're looking for the right answers and they're willing to pay for it and they're paying good money for it. And they're not, they're getting crap results. I'm sorry. It's just, it just, it seems to be getting worse and worse and worse. There's my rant for right now. So what do we got, Joel? Welcome everybody on Rumble, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. How are you? All right, let's see. Dude Vegan says, how do you correct for an unwanted command when the dog isn't responding to any corrections? Then it's not being corrected. That's sort of snarky, but it's true. A correction is only a correction if a behavior stops. But who's that dude what? Dude Vegan. Dude Vegan, give me an example. Give me an example of what you're trying to correct. Because there's different, because if it's, there's, there's, there's bad behaviors and then there's not complying with an obedience command. So it's not complying with an obedience command. Does it actually even know the obedience command? If it does know the, if it does not know the obedience command, you don't want to correct for it. If it's an unwanted behavior, you can correct for it. But you got to make sure you've got your markers down. The dog has got the training down for the obedience. You know how to use this, the, the tools. You know how to apply a punisher. So it could be a combination of dog and handler we have to work on. But give me an example. Excuse me. Give me an example. Next. Awesome. Ozzy says, good evening, everyone. Good evening. How are awesome you? Ozzie. Deb says, evening. Will you guys be at downtown farmer's market tomorrow with the dogs? Love to say hi. No, we won't. We'll be actually uh, taking um, the Schnauzers, Bo and Theo, back to the Orlando area and filming a, um, a course. Mm -hmm. We're filming the go-home course. Now you're going to see the go-home. This go-home course is going to be great. You're going to see how the owners do with the dogs, and you're going to see that it's not perfect. No. I mean, just imagine this. They, 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 I have a feeling they're going to try and pull some shit. They're going to pull all their own. They're so, they're so, and there's they're two of them. So there's there's so. two of them. They're conditioned to, I mean, I'm sorry. They are conditioned to make a lot of default good behaviors now. Yeah. Absolutely. But with the owners, they're, they're they're all they know. Their lives have been turned around for the plus. Absolutely. They know so many default behaviors now. You know, now the default behavior is just like, boom, I go into a down and I don't move. Sleeping on place right now. Yep. They're doing so much of that. But it's, it's going to be great to watch how we troubleshoot with owners. I'm excited about it. 
I'm excited about it. I hope they make mistakes. And I'm not being negative. It's like, because if they don't make mistakes while we're there, we can't teach the owners how to fix them. Oh, I couldn't see both. Yeah, both there. We can't teach the owners how to fix the mistakes. Mm -hmm. so we've talked about that many times at Go Homes. If the Go Home goes perfect, how's the owner supposed to learn how to troubleshoot? Because as soon as you leave, it's not going to probably be perfect. No. Because they have to establish, like, these dogs are going to try to manipulate the hell out of their family. You know? They're going to try. Next. Snuggle Buns says, hey, everyone. Hey, Snuggle Buns. Hey, Snuggle Buns. Terry said, my daughter-in-law got her mini educator and it has a smaller receiver. Is that too small for their nine-month-old golden or will it work? Well, a smaller receiver. receiver, is it the, the micro or the mini? Yeah, the mini is always a little Minis, small. Mini's mini. I mean, I don't think the mini educator has gone down nice. in size forever. Wes wears a mini. He's a 75-pound German Shepherd. But it's not the size of the dog either. No. I mean, because the mini educator only goes from low to medium. But it's not the size of the... <laughs> it's not the size of the box. That's what she said. It's not the size of the box. But you don't know. I mean, I, we don't know how sensitive the dog is. We don't know how sensitive the dog is. Next. Dude Vegan said... All of a sudden, he's got leash reactivity. Oh, okay. So we have a we have a course, dude. Vegan. We have a course called Chaos to Control. If you get that course, it's well worth it. Your life will change. But when it comes to leash reactivity, there's a lot of moving parts. You need to recognize the loading, which is the precursor to the um, leash reactivity. Um, and then by default, you should have a good heel, even though they're not connected. You still want to have a good heel anyway, so the dog can default back into a good heel. And then you can recognize the loading that much easier. And then also there's things in the course of the day that have got nothing to do with a walk that you can be holding your dog accountable for. So in a one-on-one, -on -one, we go over this stuff. But if you want the best results, get the chaos to control. And then there's an order bump for a half-hour counsel with me. It will wipe this off the planet. We'll stop this. But you want to apply your punisher, no, and then punisher. I don't know what you're using as a punisher, but no, and then you apply your punisher as soon as the dog loads. And then you go back into your heel and you keep going. You can also do a pre-walk punisher. As soon as you go, if, if your dog's all excited to go for the walk, you actually stop that. I know it sounds crazy, but you don't want that energy going out the front door. As soon as you want the front door, if the dog is scanning around, you stop that. You don't want that. What's the dog scanning for? I'm not against dogs being excited for walks, and I'm not against dogs scanning around. I'm against dogs being leash reactive, and I want to help owners take it all back. So I'm sober. I'm not against people drinking alcohol. Not against it at all. So I don't just I just don't think alcohol or drug addiction is a healthy thing next gb box says because of you guys i walked into a session today <clears throat> what do you want to stop and what do you want the dog to do we stopped screeching barking in five minutes letters mean nothing they don't mean shit i'm sorry they don't and any i would anybody that's got lots of letters after their name like i'm more than happy to talk to you respectfully but it's this is, but we're we're not taking a test on my interview. If you want to do live training together, we can do that. I mean, this is what it, this is, this is, this is how to tell if a dog trainer is good or not. 
two dog trainers show up at a shelter. One dog trainer picks out a dog for the other dog trainer. Mm -hmm. You give them each an hour to train the dogs. See what you got. Mm. That's it right there. Like that's, I mean, we're talking about dog training. So you can have a coach in a sport and as long as you're a good performing in that sport, the coach can make all the difference. Can make a average player be a very good to excellent player. Mm-hmm. Can make an excellent player a world champion. Can make a badly behaved dog to a trained dog. And that's what it comes down to. And then they can educate the owner. So there's the owner education as well. So there's, can you take that bad dog, create badly behaved dog, turn it into a well-behaved dog, educate the owner now on how to follow through with that. That's what you're paying for. That is what you are paying for. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying for all the money you dumped into your into all those letters. I'm just not. I don't care that you've got your master's degree in animal behavior. I really don't care. Actually, those are the folks that probably don't pick up a leash too much. And if I'm wrong, email me and let me know. It's really easy to send videos over online. Next. Sam Davis said, happy Friday, J&J. Hey, Sam. Oh, hey, Sam. How are you? Let's see. Bumped over here. Sweet Paws Outfitters. Hey, guys. What needs to be done for a dog that scratches constantly and creates sores whenever the owner leaves? Correct for scratching, amongst other things within the home, I'm sure. Yeah. Correct for scratching. Yeah, it's probably an OCD. It could be a part of the separation. It could be an anxiety-provoking Invoking behavior, yeah. I mean, obviously, check the dog for fleas and stuff, but it's it's most likely it's most likely a nervous behavior. Dude, vegan said example bonker and high stim for reacting on leash. Does the leash reactivity course go over them not responding to the correction? He's incredible at heel when not reacting. We go on a hundred percent structured walk. Right. Correcting during loading seems to set him off to reactivity. You might be waiting too long to correct. Believe it or not. You might be missing the very early stages of loading. A lot of people do. It's very, very common. It's very, very common. Also, what you can do is literally bonk the dog before you even walk outside. No, bark. Set the tone. Also, in your indoor commands, like down in place, make sure that you're doing you're doing proper uh, corrections, punishers for breaking command. In fact, try to get the dog to, to break command. We show that a lot. I think the cast control course, we do show all those things. Yeah. Yeah. But no, but we don't show that what happens if the dog doesn't respond because the dog does respond, but there's a bunch of other things that you can learn from. And that's also why I get the half hour consult because I'll help you with that. But there's so much involved. It's a five day live course. Next. Santos is good evening. What happened when the dog went to the flea market? Nothing. They stole the show. Oh, flea market. Fleas. Oh, got Mm -hmm. it. Funny. Um, Lokahi. Hey, J&J. Hope you're doing well. I have a hard time posting videos of me correcting dogs, but I think it'd be good for the owners to see what we did to fix the behavior. Thoughts? Well, all depends on, like, what are you doing to correct them? I mean, if you're, if you're, 
you know, stopping counter surfing and you're using a hundred, maybe that's not something that they need to see, but you can walk them through it. I demonstrated at my seminars, but I don't do it a hundred for 10 seconds, but I take counter surfing seriously because your dog could die. Your dog could die. You know, there's a few, there's a few unwanted behaviors that I make really, really suck for dogs because if, if they don't stop it, they will die. It's inevitable that they're going to die. So that's what this is. The same concept is, is, is rattlesnake proofing. It's the same concept. Your dog will die. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same thing. So I think, I think there's things that are important um, for a dog to listen to um, and not, and then not do as well. But you need to go with your comfort factor. You're going to get pushback. I mean, if you do this on just on all of your social media stuff, you're going to get pushback. If you just send them, um, if you just send it to them, that should be no problem at all. They should know what you're doing. They should know what you're doing. Next. Um, GB Buck says the great Dana consulted with Jeff about is wow. He's loving the e-caller and the owner is close to the point of empowerment on her own. Awesome. I'm so pumped for them. That's good because that was an older, older. There was a, there was a, a, a very petite. It's a first-time dog owner, petite female with a large Great Dane. Mm. So now she's like taking charge, and the e caliber really does help. Of course, it does helps so much with that. Next, joyful dog. I know fearful dogs are challenging, but can you refresh on some good confidence-building exercises to give owners that are simple and easy to follow when the obedience and enforcing structure is already ongoing? Those two things are, I mean, believe it or not. I don't know much history other than two and a half year old Pitbull rescue. Sweetest thing in the world. Been to a board and train already, but now even more shut down and fearful, apparently. I've only done two sessions, but basically teaching them how to use e-collar remote and no marker. The dog is beyond confused, will only accept affection. Well, yeah, I think you need that. That's why we'd like boarding trains because you need to get the whole picture. What, you know, do we, do you truly know what the owners are doing when you're not there? So if you're there for an hour and there's another 167 hours in the week, what's really happening? Mm. Owners lie. What's really going on? What's really going on in that house? And that doesn't mean anything bad. It just means like maybe they're not actually keeping up with what you say and you recommend. But lots of structure, lots of obedience, lots of accountability that's confidence building right there. Then you can do things such as like, you know, treadmill work, swimming, you know, going over things, under things, through things, do some tricks, trick training. You know, there's a lot of things you can do. A lot of things you can do. But a boarding train is going to be your best bet for yeah. a fearful dog. For a fearful dog. Next. Bad news is having lots of letters after your name is the big lifted pickup truck of dog training. <laughs> yeah. It's... It, it, it's the problem where people are, and that's their go-to. You know, Ben Shapiro said it so well. You know, whenever he gets into, whenever he goes to these universities, people are like, well, you don't have a degree in this. And he's like, he, and I love it when he does, he's like, arguing with me from that angle is a really bad approach. Yeah. Arguing with somebody about dog training 
results, whether you can whether you can train and stop the behavior because of your lack of formal education in dog training is a really bad angle to go at to a dog, to a skilled dog trainer. Probably the most skilled dog trainers in the world did not go to dog training school. What they did was they probably had a mentor. They worked with thousands of dogs that were challenging. They made a lot of mistakes. They took the time. <laughs> this is one of them. There's probably a bunch of things out, a bunch of skills out there. But this is one of the skills out there that a formal education does not override hands-on experience. Next. Kiwi Buck says, I get all those letter people's clients because they're frustrated with dealing with the Dane. Yeah. They also, it's not an indication of you know what you're doing. It's an indication of your test-taking skills, memorization skills. That's all it is. That's all it is. When you have to do a... Uh, like sort of like a mentorship with somebody. You do it with somebody else that graduated from, from the course that you graduated from who literally says, if you don't, if you deviate from the curriculum, which is no corrections, I won't pass you. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the trainer never learns how to properly stop a behavior. They just learn how to parrot and repeat the same nonsense that everybody's struggling with. Yeah. It's the same story. It's the same story. It's almost like the Scientology, uh, you know, recipe. Next. Karen, why does my toy poodle want to attack people's feet? Because I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the layman's simple explanation. The guy with no letters after his name. Because you never stopped it effectively. That's it. That's why. It's a fun game. That's why. Because I wasn't going to put this in the middle of the beginning of the show, knowing that it would probably end up there. Well, you didn't. Oh, because I was so cowering from being yelled at. Uh. So you've never effectively applied a punisher. So get yourself a bonker, which is a wrapped up towel. All right. I've got a video on how to make one and how to deploy it. Stick your feet out. Let the dog attack your feet. Say No. Deploy the bonker. Yep, you're throwing the towel at the dog's head. You might want to yeah. wear steel toe boots for that, though. Yep. No, just let <laughs> it go. bite your feet. Yep, just, just regular shoes will be fine. Probably not sandals. But my shoes, my little barefoot shoes, would not protect me from no, the dog. No, they, they don't protect you from shit. Right. So you might want to wear protective footwear. Right. Well, or anything above what Joelle wears on her feet. Next. Um, 321 the cod. Hey guys, we appreciate your training. My Roddy does good on the recall, but passes me at full speed, then turns around. How do I get him to stop when he reaches me? Thanks. Recall recall to place. Recall to a upside down food bowl and they got to stand on it, which we didn't train um, uh, uh, Vader to do, but you can do that. So imagine recalling to like a little Frisbee that's in front of you. Next. What did Vader have to do with that? I thought those two dogs and a dude. No. Oh. 321. Oh, sorry. Those two dogs. Like, oh. oh, so um, so recall to place. Start out with recall to place. Recall to place. Yeah, recall to place. Target. 
and then do recall the place, sitting on place, do your food reward. And then you can get a video on how to do recall to front, which which we don't have any videos on. Or even go back a step to the long line, and when they when he comes in, pop him into a seat. Pop him into a seat, yeah. Yep, next. Dude Vegan said, thanks so much, guys. You've changed our lives and the lives of our dogs. Every dog owner on this planet should have a pass, should have to pass green to graduate tests before owning a dog. Thank you, you, know, so thank, much. thank you. Thank you for saying that. You know, we've often said if every dog owner had green to graduate, we'd live in a different world. We'd live in a different world. Put it this way, probably 80% of the dog trainers would 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 um, be out of work because people can do all this stuff on their own. And then only the dog trainers didn't know how to fix difficult things, which is how it should be, frankly. I mean, I'm sorry, it should be. Yeah. You know? Speaking of, I just have to say today, I was, I've, I've let Wes around the schnauzers a lot. Yeah, I had him out there all day today. And I, it's like mind blowing to me because today me and Courtney were filming and they were all out in the backyard together, just like milling about. Yeah, I know. I was out there too. Five years ago. Like that not, even, not even. Joelle. I know, even a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. That would have never happened if you guys knew the old West. Even even in New England. So it just like goes show, like when you're consistent and stuff, and sometimes it's years, yep. years of rehab. Wes was attacked by an off-leash dog and shit went downhill real quick with that. Yeah, but he wasn't just like, three years ago, he wouldn't have just like randomly attacked. You know, attack those dogs. He had to. No. He, he he wouldn't just like, oh, there's little fuffy dogs. I'm gonna go kill them. No. Yeah. But like the little barking they do out there when they're playing. That would set him off. That would set yep. him off. I was just like, damn, look how far he's come. Yep. But, but it's consistency. Yeah. And you haven't always been consistent either. None of us are. None, no. of, none of us are all 100. Everybody, especially dog trainers. People think dog trainers are like these perfect people. It's like, please don't give us that much fucking credit. I think we're more consistent with the client dogs than our own personal. A lot dogs. of times, sure. a lot of times, yeah. Sure. Absolutely. It's like the last thing we want to do is freaking come home and train our own dogs when we're training other people's dogs yep. all day. Yep, exactly. That's just the way it is. It's like a but like but, the doctors who come home and people are like, "Oh, I have this going on." Like friends and family, they're like, like, "Fuck off." Oh well, tough shit. Like, go to a, go to, go to a fucking doctor. Here, I'll refer I'll refer right. you out. It's like no. Refer you out to somebody. Yep. <laughs> I know many. I know some plastic surgeons that will not. Uh, perform surgery on their own family. Oh, hell no. Yeah. I feel like that's yep. a huge... Yep. No way. Yep. I would never. Sid, yep. Evening J&J, enjoyed chatting with you today. Joelle, thanks for all your help with courses. Oh, hey, Sid. Oh, you're Sid. welcome. It was you're, nice you're talking welcome. to you. Thanks um, for getting the uh, four-pack coaching course. That's going to be a game changer. Yeah, it's going to be good. Wait, if folks need also, we're coming up with a product where it's going to be a six months of coaching for your business. Six months. And it's going to be weekly, most likely. Maybe maybe twice a month. And it's going to be intense. Yeah. Everything from business, social media, clients, setting up programs, obviously dog training. But that's going to be the easy part of it. We'll probably give you your – you can pick six of any of our courses, and that's included in the price. What you're really paying is for the coaching. You're yeah. paying. You're paying for the coaching. You're paying for the knowledge. You're paying for the, the tens of thousands of dollars of mistakes, hundreds of thousands of dollars of mistakes over the years. You're paying for all the like mistakes that are you can't put a dollar amount on. You know. Yeah. Next. 
Uh, GB Buck says, I train hundreds of guide dogs, tons of mentors and mistakes. But moving into my own business, I find new mentors like Jeff and Joelle. You have to seek out people that have experience in whatever genre. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. got lots of experience with guide dog training. Mm -hmm. And now he's getting the family dogs. And it's and it's a different, it's it's different. Yeah. It's it's a it's a different, it's I mean, there, there's some core principles are are there um but it's different working with family pets next let's see santos says phd pile higher and deeper in bs yep you know and i don't want to i'm sure i'm sure there's some really nice folks out there that have got lots of degrees it's not a but but for some weird reason you get a lot of people that like to flaunt their degrees, but have nothing behind it. And they'll use their degrees to bully you. Well, here's one for you, sweetheart. If you're on. Oh, yeah, it's right behind. Like it, was, it, was, it, was, it was hidden. Yeah, you wouldn't have seen it. Yeah. Um, and they flaunt, they, they flaunt their degree and they use their degree to bully you. Yeah. And they use their degree to insult you. And it's like, you know, let's go back to Roman times. I'll meet you in the stadium. Mm. I'll meet you in the stadium. You know, I mean, that's where that's where the rubber hits the road. If we're gonna be if we're gonna be completely honest. Oh yeah, I heard you went to that dog trainer. Geez, they seem really really smart. Yep, paid twenty five hundred dollars for just you know a one week boarding train. Really? How the dog come back? Didn't learn a thing. Oh okay. How about you? Did you get any teaching? They spent thirty minutes with me. Oh, okay, great. Okay, got it. So it's almost like a free pass for unethical behavior. Next. Um, let's see, three twenty-one and me. I'm thinking of asking my neighbor to borrow his dog to teach to casually be around dogs indoors, so I can bonk my dog when needed. Any pointers to ask him and explain what I'm asking? <laughs> can I borrow your dog to? Yeah, you just you're, you're you're literally just tell you just what you just said to us you say to him or her yeah next front street my two-year-old doggo is aggressive towards random people yep. if they come into his area how do i train that out of him but still have him want to be protective this okay. is difficult to fix okay why do you need a protective doggo why do you need a protective doggo first of all do you live in a bad neighborhood do you have lots of do you have lots of break-ins if you have lots of break-ins get an alarm system and also you should always have, you know, have a weapon, at, weapon, weapons at your house. And then if you feel unsafe when you're outside, carry. Have a well-trained dogo that doesn't lunge at anybody walking next to you. You'd have to be pretty fucking stupid to approach you or so high on drugs. It's not going to matter. And chances are your dogo, you're, we're not going to train anything out of him. We're not going to, we don't train things out of dogs. We do eliminate behaviors, but their, their dog always has it underlining, underlying. It's always there. When shit hits the fan, the dog's going to, the dog's going to perform. The bigger issue is the chances of something bad happening to you compared to the, the amount of times a friendly person is going to come in contact with you is going to be probably a million to one. You're gonna probably have a million friendly encounters. Put it this way, I'm 57. I've had dogs for only 20 years. 
Not one time in 20 years, and I take my dogs everywhere, but I also am out and about everywhere. And that one time in 20 years, have I ever needed a dog to protect me? Joelle's a female. In the last 20 years, have you needed a dog to protect you? Right. No, but he looks intimidating at least. But you haven't had him for 20 years either. No. So I'm just saying, even when you didn't have dogs. Now, I'm not going to be ignorant to say crime doesn't occur. Of course it does. But I'm, what I'm going to say is the last thing I want to rely on is my dog. I would rather choose a weapon of force to neutralize a subject. What I want you to do is get your dogo to stop going after anybody, friend or foe. If you want it to become a protection dog, take a protection class. But let's eliminate what the real problem is. Because your dog's going to be put down not because it bit the person breaking in your house. Well, it depends what state you live in. You can't even you can't even freaking shoot these people. Your dog is going to bite the Amazon delivery person. Your dog is going to bite an uncle, an aunt, a, a parent, a grandparent, a niece, a nephew, a friend of the family. That's who your dog is going to bite. So what I would do is I'd have them. I would say, get, try to get them. I mean, I can't tell you what to. To, to think, but think, but what I can suggest is think about, I have a dog that doesn't lunge at anybody anymore. Instead of having said, but like get rid of the butt. Next. Baldino, my German shepherd gets up in the bay window when I come home from work, just started this. My wife is home. Do you have to say no before a punisher or can I set it up from outside and use the punisher? Ideally, yes, but you could also use tone as your marker. You just have to, it always would have to be a negative though. So tone and then shock. But if your wife is home, let your wife do it. Next. Um, let's see. D. Mawson, what's the best corrector to use if my dog who is reactive in the car starts to cry at other dogs walking, then gets growly? That person's dog's in the car. And it's growling at dogs outside the car line. Reactive in the car. Okay. Starts to cry at other dogs walking. So I'm assuming these are two separate scenarios. Okay. So reactive in the car, but then on walks. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Cries and then gets growling. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Reactive in the car. The dog needs to learn a good. Again, how do you stop an unwanted behavior? You apply a punisher to instill an inhibitor to stop an unwanted behavior. So, unwanted behavior is the barking in the car. What's the punisher going to be? Easiest one when you're in the car and driving is the remote collar, shock collar, e collar. They're all the same thing. No, correct. What level? You'll find that out. You'll figure that out. I don't know. We're going to go up and down the dial and figure out what works the best. Um, you're going to you're going to do that, and then for the and then for the whining, same thing for the whining. Except we're going to use lower levels, lower levels to stop the whining. Next. Rebecca, hey Jeff and Joel, happy Friday. Hey Rebecca. Hey Rebecca, how are you? Billy's this fearful dog needs a boarding train. Yeah, ideally a fearful dog would get a, a full boarding train so you can get a better idea on everything. You can get a better idea on everything. Awesome, Ozzy. Nothing beats hands-on learning. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing does. Absolutely nothing. Jessica says, ever see dogs fascinated with stars at night? Mine is not necessarily reactive and still obedient, but very interested. We've been doing leash only at night to try and squash it so strange yeah i once met a dog named jupiter i'm surprised they can even see that yeah like stars are so faint i feel like depends where you live 
I mean, if you're if you're out west, I know. If you're away from the big city with all these light, with all this light, oh yeah. What's the difference? What's the difference between looking up at the sky, the blue sky and seeing? We're talking about thousands of stars. Yeah. And like looking at a, a, a wall with like dots on them, which which look like light, and dogs have light fascinations. That's true. Yeah. Just correct it if you don't want it. Yeah. But you might have a dog that's like, I mean, there's an eclipse coming, you know? So there maybe, is? maybe, yeah. 14th. Like a solar eclipse? Yeah. Like of the sun? No, uh, lunar. 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 Yeah, lunar eclipse. Oh, yeah, the 14th. Yep. Yep. Hmm. Next. Billy. What? Billy. What about him? He says, Wes did beat up Vader. No, it was a correction. He didn't beat him Vader up. Vader was being excited pop, and Wes had to correct it. Dog-to-dog -dog discipline is the best. So, yeah. so Wes was lying down his dog bed, his outside dog bed, because our dogs are outside a lot because they swim, and they don't come in until they're dry. So, they're, But plus, they're just outside a lot, too, because it's, it's great outside. They love it. So they're outside, and they were underneath the lanai. We live in Florida, so they're underneath the lanai. And his, there's two dog beds that are sort of up against the back porch the wall the wall so vader came out to go to the bathroom or to play i forgot what it, i think it was going out Hi. to go to just to go to the bathroom and he just comes out and he's all like playful you know what i mean this is this is once he really started coming into his yeah. own you know it was really playful so he does like a like a like a little dodge and dart you know in front of wes like jumped on his head yeah, right. wes <laughs> was but he got he got too close to yeah well, he like literally just jumped on him you know jumped not not in a malicious way whatsoever no. and then wes just goes Rom, boom just yeah. nails him yeah but even for Wes to properly correct it all, right? There was no like in the back of the day, and I'm like, I'm just gonna end you right yeah. now. It's like his tolerance has really grown. Right, he's like one of your. He's like your I old. Mean, he's like your oldest brother. Yeah. Did you just look at me? Boom. There's a hole in the wall that's Literally. got the imprints of a. It's like it's got. It looks like this. The yeah. fact that he can even tolerate that now. Yeah. It's like yeah, he's come a long way. He's had well. He's had plenty of reinforcement. Yeah. And plenty of opportunities. That's the thing. See, that's the good thing about this. Like, if you had him isolated, not around a lot of dogs, oh yeah, it would be that much more difficult. But he's around now. There's so many opportunities for him to fuck up that he gets to learn at every one of those opportunities. Mm -hmm. And he avoids confrontation now. I don't. Um, it's funny because I trust him quicker than you do. You do, yeah. Yeah. Like um, with the schnauzers, I'm like, I can't believe you have them with him. <laughs> like, yeah, we were out there. I know he's fine, but like I have like PTSD. We were we were all out there together. I, I fell asleep in the uh, in the chair today, yeah. and the dogs were. And the three of them were laying down. Yeah. at the window, and I'm like filming with Courtney, and I'm like, yeah, oh, okay, they're all just laying down together. Yeah, cool. Yeah, the little puppies love him. Yep, and they were all and they were all walking around earlier. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Um. Joyful dog said it's tough. They spent 6K on a board and train. The dog came back more fearful, apparently. They did didn't even get a go home session, fixed reactivity in 20 minutes, but now left with a super shutdown dog. Yeah, so here's a couple of things. We're, we're never going to get the whole story. I mean, a lot of owners interpret fear as, well, the dog's just quiet and not as it's better behaved now, but it might be fear. It's up to you, Joyful. I mean, you can do, you can offer them a two week board and train for free. I've done it. I've done it before. Um, but if, if, if fear is really rough to do one hour a week, you're really, because there's so much involved with rehabbing fear. There's so much involved. You really need 24 hour access to the dog. What I mean by that is because 
how you walk in your kennel, how you come out of your kennel. If you're doing any nonsense behavior in the middle of the night, that has to be shut down. How you go to the potty yard, how you come back from the potty yard, how quickly you come back from going potty. Um, you know, there's, there's routines for everything. Yep. There's structure for every little component. So having a, you know, that's how fearful dogs, here's a great example. We put up a post today. It was just a little testimonial from Aries's owner. She drove 2,700 miles from California. She wrote it. This is in her, this is her writing. Yeah. Joel just screenshot it because Joel put up, it was yesterday or today you put up that video of them running around the backyard at Courtney's. It was today. Today. There's a video of like all the dogs, not all the dogs, but like. No, every dog we have right now. Oh. Even the puppies were out there. They're all out there running around. Great. Running around playing. And Aries was like running around, having fun. Yeah. It's like you'd think, that you'd, you'd look at this dog and you'd be like, what's wrong with that dog? Well, dog came to us with lots of problems. And it's only been with us for a week. A week. A week. She still is like, I mean, we recorded, we're recording all the socials we do because we're doing a socialization course, which will drop. I don't know, the next month or two. Right. It's in the works. So we recorded the whole session. I'm not going to edit any of it. And you'll see there's a part where she's like mid-play mm. and a motorcycle goes by. Uh. And you hear the motorcycle and she's like, she like bolts to the house. Yeah. So like it still gets to her. Right. Especially off leash. Right. But she recouped quick. You know, she yeah. took it off, came back out. Recovers, recovered fine. That's, and it, what, that's what we look for when we're working with fearful dogs. Recovery. Like, how fast can you recover? Yeah. Like, is that motorcycle going to ruin your whole day? Yeah. Or is it going to be a few seconds until you're back some, out Some dogs, they're, yeah. t- they're done. They're yep. done. They're absolutely done. Yep. yep. You've got one opportunity, and boom, that's it. Now they're done. Now they won't move. And, I mean, that was her, like, a week ago. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Just cowering. Yep. So, definitely improved. Next. GB Box says, one issue that comes up a lot is dogs that alert bark at night. Hear things, animals, etc., cars, or people chatting. This is, say, 2 a.m. Your thoughts? Well, I'm not against dogs barking, and I'm not a dog's against dogs alert barking, but I will say this. I don't want my dogs. Okay. If our I can I'll just put this to myself. If our dogs started barking at 2 a.m., I'd be out in my underpants with my gun. Yeah. Okay? And I've done that before. I've actually that's wa- because our dogs don't bark at every little right, thing, though. Right, because I've done that. I actually did a perimeter walk of the house one that one time. Yeah. Um, and oh I looked. I looked God, inside the cars. Wes yeah. did that. Yeah. I almost shot myself yeah. that night. Yeah. I was truly afraid. I was. I was out there, locked and loaded, looking in all the cars, making sure everything was okay. So I, we can actually sleep with the windows open. Yep. And my room has like a slider door. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason. I don't know. Oh, there's no screen on it because the outdoor lanai, this like outside of it has a screen. So I don't yep. need a screen on that yep. door. So I slip with it open and I wake up to West. Who's out there? Charging through the door, climbing up the fucking wall. Probably was just, it was, it was probably a rodent. It was a raccoon. Yeah. Because I eventually went out there. Yeah. But I remember I screamed. Yeah. But like, like so I was breaking in. Wes was like, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> you came in, you're like, what's going on? It was crazy. But as far as alert barking, he never does. You that. know, if it's every night and every sound, I would stop it. Yeah. Or if it's every sound, I would stop. I would stop it. Yeah. Next. And just have the sorry, just have the owners get like those instant on motion detector lighting. Mm-hmm. They just boom, come on. Super bright. Super bright, yeah. 
front street. My dogo is great with my family, kids, but any kids from outside, yeah. he's super scared. Yep. How can I get him to be comfortable? I can't just ask random parents, hey, can you lend me your kid for a few minutes? You oh. know, and to tell and to, to to train you on a short little podcast, it would be um irresponsible of me to do. But we work with those dogs. That's all I can say. So this is why people do one-on-ones with us. Because there's a lot that is involved. There's a lot involved. And it's very common for your dog to be friendly with all immediate household members, including animals. But not be good with anything outside the house, human and animals. In fact, your dog can actually love your cat but want to kill cats outside. Mm-hmm. You can have a pet hamster. You can have, you know, rodents. Your dog's fine, but it has high prey drive when it's outside. Next. Joyful Dog said, my demo dog is a Roddy. Always gave the best measured corrections. Knows the protocol. Now he's three and seems over it. Will just growl and come to me for some tug or healing. Yeah. I love it on the inside, but doesn't help me socializing the ones I need him to help with anymore, though. I have heard not uncommon for guardian breeds around that age. I don't force him. I prefer it. Yeah. So then just get, you may have to get another dog to help out. Next. Um, let's see. Billy said, hard work pays off. Vader will put himself in place. He will lay down, and even if I call him by name, he won't move unless I say break. Even though Good. I didn't put him in place, he did it himself. Good. GB, are you gonna add to that? No, except for yeah, I, I know Billy. I, I know Billy's done a lot of work with Vader. He's come. I he has come so. You should come to the Florida seminar with Vader. Oh yeah, it'd be such good exposure for him. Oh my gosh, why don't, plus I'll get to smush his face. Yeah, why don't you do that? Bring him, bring him. Yeah, we love Vader. Message me, message me on that one. Yeah. Uh, GB box very helpful. I realize my dogs never bark at night. No, and go lie down. I'm guessing these dogs never hear this from their owners. Well, most <laughs> as you'll as you'll find out because I know you're brand new in the pet dog thing. You're going to find out that there's a lot of things that owners don't do. Um, unfortunately, social media, and it's not just oh they're lazy. No, not necessarily. Um, and it's not that they're not intelligent either. It's that they've been highly, highly, highly misinformed by a well-choreographed social media shaming machine that teams up with vets, behaviorists, trainers, dog food companies, big farm, because all these are going to be connected to. They're all going to be. Uh, they're all going to be owned by big farm. So call me a conspiracy theorist right now. We're going to let's talk in five years. Which talk in five years, how much Big Farm, what categories of the pet industry does Big Farm own? Do they own um, chains of pet food stores, the big box stores? Do they own chains of vet offices? Just remember all of this. Dog food companies. So remember this, how easy it is, how easy it is for Big Farm to buy in to the pet industry with just like a couple billion dollars, they can make a huge impact in the industry. They already are with with meds, but as far as like other categories, they could. Next. Mm, DV Legacy. Actually, no, Front Street said, I believe it and I appreciate all your advice. 
DB Legacy Canines that just rescued a new puppy about six months old, having a lot of issues. How do you introduce a pup to place in the beginning? She's stubborn. Tried with the prong. So far, she's staying at the moment. So we've got a, a, bo a book. <laughs> we've got a, um, got a book on that. We've one. got a video uh, course called Green to Graduate. To Green to Graduate. It shows you step by step how to fully train your dog, both on leash and off leash. And in about four weeks to six weeks, you can have an off leash trained dog if you follow this, follow the course. And I'll show you how to get through a lot of objections the dog makes. You can also do an online consult with me too. We also have free place videos on YouTube, but the courses start to finish complete. Next. I'm trying to get the link for Green to Graduate. Oh. But it's on Instagram, so it's not going to let her um, click the link. Oh, yeah. Just go to Solid Canine Academy. Solid Canine Academy. If you go to into our bio, our bio link, it's it's um, uh, uh, Solid Canine Academy is right there as well. Yep. Next. That's it right now. Um, oh, here we go. Joyful Dog Services. What's the fearful dog course cost? Is it beneficial for trainers too? All of oh, our yeah. courses, all, I don't know how much it costs, but whatever it is, it's worth 10 for a trainer. It's worth probably 100 times yeah. its value. All of our courses are worth that probably course, times probably. one, just, just, well, just because you can use it on so many, all your fearful dogs. Yeah. So it's like Vader's whole entire board and train process. Yeah. And Vader was a extremely beyond fearful, fearful dog, dog. beyond his, fearful. He's on here right now saying how well he's doing. Yep. But yeah. Billy keeps up with it. That's the thing, too. Yeah. Hopefully, Billy. He does. I'm sleeping in your bed with you. No, I'm just kidding. But, but even if he does, Vader's like good now. All, so. all of our courses are worth it. Yeah. All of our courses are worth it. We are all of our courses are very underpriced. There's trainers yes. who regularly buy our courses and they're like, wow, this changed everything for me. And they haven't even get past the first of like, 20 so what's videos. The ROI on that? You spent $200, but now with your new skill set, you will probably make an extra fifty dollars to $100,000 a year because now you can take dogs of yep. a higher bracket yep. and you can charge more because your skill set is better. Yep. People, as a trainer, I think this year, this year, Joelle and I have spent probably $15,000, not on dog training stuff, but on like between personal growth, relationship, business building. And like we already, I mean, I know I've built seven figure business before, but still business building, copywriting, funnels, um, online course stuff. Uh, uh, everything for human learning has got nothing to do with dog training. And what's the ROI of that? Well, what's the ROI of learning how to have a better relationship with somebody? You can't put a dollar sign on that. Mm -mm. So is it worth it? It all depends if you care about the person or not. You know, mm. how to communicate better with your kids. Is that course worth it? What's the ROI on that? Can you put a price on it? You know, okay. technically a good relationship with your children is priceless. It's true. So, next. 
Craig. Oh my God. Hey, Craig. We haven't seen you on here in a bit. We'll be fostering and training a shelter dog for adoption. Craig. Okay. Here's a perfect example. He took our green to graduate program, trained his own dog, and now he's training dogs. That happens all, all the, the time. time. A $200 course. Now all, all he's the time. started a whole new side hustle slash career path if he chooses to go down that right, road. Right. Pretty amazing. So anyway, Craig says, I will be fostering and training a shelter dog for adoption. Nice. Since most people change a dog's shelter name, should I not train it by name? Seems weird not to. Up to you. Up to you. It'll adapt to its new name. Yeah. Next. The only one that you really use the name for anyway is recall. Yeah. So you could just say here instead yeah. of yeah. It'll be fine. name of dog. Even, even if you said name of dog, it'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Billy said, I can't bring Vader without bringing King George. <laughs> All right. So bring them both. Great. Yeah, bring George. George, well, needs George needs to know how to escape from a trunk. Bring George. Yeah, bring George. Um, yeah, because we can use George as the badly behaved dog that we have to rehab. Yeah. Yeah. GB Buck says, and you don't make the courses all shiny and perfect. No. God, no. On purpose. What would be the point of that? Before and after, no in between. It's so funny. It's like it, we were it's showing so, you everything. It's so funny when folks make all these dog training courses with trained dogs. Yeah. The dog's already trained. Like we make all of our courses with, with green dogs. Even our trick training course, it is taking like five times longer than I imagined. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it'll totally be ready to launch by October. Nope. No. <laughs> Maybe not even November at this point because it's taking fucking forever because we're using green dogs. Yeah. We're not using dogs that already know tricks and then just, oh, break it down like this. Yep. Yeah. We're using dogs who are like They're you're watching them learn. You're watching them learn. Sometimes we're like, we can't even we, we need three or four sessions before this even remotely starts looking good. Yep, yep. It takes so damn long. So and then Cowboy's yeah. quitting on us. He's not hungry anymore. Granted, he's 12 pounds. He can only eat so much food in a session. So after he gets so much food, he's like, F you guys. I'm done. Yeah. He's running around the house. Yep. He's having a great time. Oh, he's like, got no problem running around the house, though. This session is done. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're done. It's taking forever. So yeah. hopefully by Black Friday, we'll yeah. be able to launch the damn trick training course. Um, let's see. Joyful said, I just paid over 300 for chaos to control an e-collar. Love the e-collar. Love the lies. But the chaos, I felt I already knew from you guys. Okay, great. Like, but you, if you learn as a trainer, if you learn one thing. Even if it's just confirmation of what you're doing. Joyful, joyful. You've got to start. Thinking bigger than You've got to think bigger yeah. than this. And even your next comment was, remember, it's Canadian dollars from you. It's like, okay, if, uh, the courses are 147 and 197. If if chaos to control was one thousand dollars, it's a steal. If a dog trainer learns one or two things from a weekend seminar from me, it's a steal. If I read a book and I learn two or three things, it's a steal. I can't tell you how many courses I bought personally because I'm like the marketing side of granted I still train dogs, but I am definitely switched more. My role has switched more to marketing and growing the business. I have bought so many courses yep. on email marketing, social media, content, branding that most of them I'm like, I'm already doing this. Yep. But you know what? It's the confirmation that I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm doing it right. That gives me right. the confidence to not only continue what I'm doing, but double down on it. Here's because a, I know 
I'm doing the right thing. Here's I get a, rid of that imposter syndrome. Here's a great example that I like to use. Would you pay me $5,000 to have lunch? A one hour lunch, $5,000, would you pay me? It's a business lunch. Mm -hmm. Most people would probably say no. Mm -hmm. My response then is, would you pay me, if I can make, if I can increase your profits by $100,000 next year, would you pay me $5,000? Of course I would. Mm -hmm. Hell, I paid you 20, I'll pay you $25,000. Yeah. I, I, frankly, I'll, 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 frankly, I probably would pay you 50. I'll split it with you down the middle. I think, and I was going to save this for our coaching call. Coaching starts October 15th, by the way. But this is a great time to talk about this. Can I just finish with the story? Oh, okay. This is a good story I have, too. But you can finish So your story is more important than my no, story? finish your story. Okay, you see that mine was already started and you interrupted me. Done. Okay. So I had I had lunch with a colleague. It was a working course. It was a 20-minute conversation. So it was a paid consult for 20 minutes. We it was after a it was after one of my seminars. We did all these short little 20 minute conversations. In 20 minutes, I made him make a small decision, small decision in his business that netted him $125,000 the following year. He paid 150 bucks for that 20 minutes. Isn't that worth 5,000 though? This morning I was driving to the gym and I was listening to the audiobook. So I listened to an audiobook on the way to the gym and then I was just, then I listened to it at the gym. But the audiobook in the gym is four minutes away from me. Mm -hmm. On the way to the gym, something came across that audiobook that's going to increase sales by over $100,000 with our company next year in those four minutes. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Mm -hmm. You can't put a price, well, you can, on knowledge. You don't know what it's going to do. How about if you read something or learned something or paid for a course, it made you quit your job, break yeah. up with your toxic relationship, move to a new area, found the love of your life, found the job of your dreams, you created the lifestyle of your dreams, all because you went to a $1,000 weekend seminar. Yeah. Is it worth $1,000? It's worth hundreds of thousands of dollars yep what's your story okay we have two minutes i was going to use the example of the very first course we ever bought together it was more of like a coaching a 12-month coaching Did you want to talk about the kama sutra thing again no okay 12-month coaching at a very high like we're paying 700 dollars a month i believe for right. this coaching right 700 a month teaching us how to create online courses. This is before our online academy existed. Right. We're like, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Right. So we did this coaching program. Mm -hmm. Did we even finish it? Did we do even 5% so, of what she told us to do? No, Listen, we, let me finish. I'm, you're asking me a question. No. I'm oh, you're. <laughs> we didn't even do like almost the bare minimum of what, but you know what? Her first three modules, this person, I. I'm grateful every day that we did it. After that, we kept paying and we're just like, what the fuck? But because she gave us the permission to go ahead and make those fucking online courses, whether they're perfect, whether we know what they're doing, her big thing was speed over perfection. And I remember being like, 
It's going to take me a hundred years. That goes against everything that she does. What do you mean? I have to watch it 50 times. I have to make sure it's edited perfectly. The music, this, She was so bad. She's like, you have to get this course launched in a week. Just get it done. Seven days. I'm like, seven fucking days to launch a course? That's now our walk the walk course, by the way. That was the first course we ever put out. The money we invested, so $700 over 12 months, what is that, $8,400? Will bring us in millions of dollars, like millions of dollars. 500% increase, the, like the ROI on that. More than that. 5,000. It'll be endless. It'll 5,000. But it'll be endless. I don't even know. It'll be endless. But it's like, so because right. we took a chance, we didn't even really utilize the fullness of that because we were just like, Oh my God, this is it. Like we can hit the ground running now. Like we don't even want to pay attention to the rest. Like, we're just going to figure this shit out. We just did it. How she about gave us the confidence? How about if you got into a car accident because you were drinking, you got arrested and thrown in jail because of that. In, so there's no, that's not a positive. No, that's a bad thing. But because of that, you gave up alcohol because you gave up alcohol, you realized you were in a toxic relationship and a shitty job. Mm-hmm. So you got rid of both. You started to turn your life around. Flash forward three years, you're, having the, you're living the life of your dream. And it all started with a negative, almost possibly deadly yeah. event. Yeah. So what's spending two, three, four, five hundred dollars on a course? You just have to look at things differently. You have to look at things differently. You're not investment in yourself. You're not spending three hundred dollars on a pair of jeans. But here's another thing: people are real quick to spend a thousand dollars on a handbag. I know, but not a thousand dollars on a course that will change their fucking life. Knowledge that can never be taken from you. Yep. Like everyone says, like oh, once you start becoming successful. Once you start earning money, you should acquire assets. And I don't disagree with that, but I think you should invest in yourself first. Yep. Then you acquire assets yep. because knowledge is everything. Yep. No one can take it away from you. Yep. So joyful. You have to, um, you have got to start rethinking your spending of money on further education yeah, you because you're never going to win that conversation. If you keep that mindset, Yeah. you're not going to win it. You'll always have. You're not going to win it. A counter argument for why you should not spend the money. Right, but meanwhile, meanwhile, this might not be you, but a lot of people, you'll spend fifty dollars a week going out to eat. Dude, on Starbucks alone, I was spending that. Right. I'm so glad I quit that horrible freaking habit. But if you stop doing that, that's two hundred dollars a month. Invest that two hundred dollars a month into yourself. You could be buying books audiobooks you could be buying like take an online course absolutely and all you got to do is stop going out to eat hmm. you know so it all depends on how you look at things invest in yourself biggest thing and work on your money mindset yep and prosperity issues one. too yep which we teach all right madly in love with you is it time for that it is all right madly in love with all of you thank you so much for tuning in joelle thank you so much for being the awesomest and um, I'll see you in a little bit. Okay. <laughs> you're right here. And right. I'll see all of you uh, probably on stories over the weekend. I'm sure, Joelle, you'll probably put some stories up about the go home. 
Oh, yeah. puts a little light. So check out Instagram stories tomorrow to see how the go home's going with the two schnauzers and their family. Yeah. And then um, our next, uh, we might do a live this weekend. We usually do. We've been doing lives lately these other weekends. Um, and then uh, Monday morning, the uh, Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right, everybody. Good night. Take care. Bye-bye.